On this episode of the Naturist Living Show, Weirdos. This episode of the Naturist Living Show is brought to you by Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. At Bear Oaks, we offer traditional naturist values in a modern setting. Free your body, free your mind. www.bearoaks.ca Welcome, dear listener, to episode 69 of The Nature's Living Show. My name is Stéphane Deschaines. I'm your host for this podcast and the owner of Bear Oaks Family Nature's Park. And we're well into the summer now, well into July. This is the July episode, and uh, it's been a great season so far. Things have been really coming together after that long winter. So, But I'm still hearing about these strange things about the regular word, world. You know, they call us the weirdos, but... Uh, Here's what these textiles are doing. One of the latest ones is Spanx. Have you heard of Spanx? Well, Spanx are very popular. Uh, somebody made a lot of money inventing Spanx. It's become very big business. And essentially, it's a modern-day girdle to reshape your body into a shape that it is not. Uh, you know... As an ethical naturist, I don't know what to tell you. This seems so wrong, so unethical, so immoral. But I understand why people want to do it, because the world tells them they're supposed to look a certain way, and they are not worthy if they don't. And it's it's available. It's mostly women, but it is available for men as well. Um, and a, a friend of mine uses them, uh, it, whatever. Um, and uh, I was looking into it, and I found this interesting article from Gawker, from January. Um, in fact, there was a lot of articles because there was a, a fair bit of news about how Spanx are bad for you. And this one is, is called, here's a list of all the ways your Spanx are probably killing you. And uh, it's, uh, th- there are some medical professionals that had some concerns. Um, and uh, here's what some of the things that according to Gawker, are some of the problems. Uh, one of them is erosive esophagitis, and uh, it leaves your stomach, intestine, and colon compressed, which can worsen acid reflux and heartburn. Um, breathing problems is a second pro- problem. When you inhale, your diaphragm expands, they say, and uh, but the shape where the Spanx restricts movement and it reduces uh, breathing and respiration. Um, digestive difficulties when you contract the, the, the intestines, the food doesn't move as long as well. Uh, pooping and peeing yourself. Um, if you have a weakness or some tendency towards incontinence, that extra pressure can make that worse and can make it happen. Uh, nerve pain, and you know, anytime you squeeze your body, it can affect the nerves, and uh, especially apparently in it leads to something called uh, uh, morel, moralgia. Parastica. Parastica. I'm not sure how you pronounce that, but it's uh, the peripheral nerve in your thighs compressed. It, it causes tingling and numbing and pain in your legs. It causes circulatory disorders. Um, I mean, if you put a rubber band around any part of your arm, it, it, it can even lead to blood clots, according to this. 
And the last one that they list is just lovely, pus-filled infections. Uh, and they say shapewear is occlusive, meaning it traps moistures and anything else underneath it, which predisposes shapewear wears to both yeast and bacterial infection, which is something I've always said about clothes in general, right? I mean, if you keep parts of your body permanently in a dark, warm, moist place, no wonder it gets gross and smelly. And apparently spikes can make it worse. So, yes, clothing can kill you. Yes, clothing is bad for you. And that brings us back to uh, that did the book which uh, we talked about a number of shows ago and I'll put a link in the show notes to that uh, called Dress to Kill uh, by R- Sidney Ross Singer and uh, Soma Grismeyer and uh, yeah it's uh, that's the point he makes you know to restricting circulation uh, preventing squishing squeezing this is not how your body's designed to be and so yes this is exactly maybe we should call uh, Dr. Singer again and get his opinion on Spanx and talk about that again. In the spring in Canada, uh, as seems to be the habit, the Canadian Cancer Society came out uh, with its usual warning about no sun, no sun ever, no sun. Sun is bad, sun is evil, no sun in any circumstances, anytime, anywhere. It's always bad. And if you've been listening to the show for a while, you've caught up to all of the episodes, you know that we had a very interesting uh, discussion on uh, vitamin D and cancer. Um, we interviewed Dr. Michael Hollick, who wrote The Vitamin D Solution. Again, I'll put a sh- uh, link to, the, to that in the show notes. That was a very interesting interview, a very interesting book to read as well. It's available through the Bear Boutique um, if you want to uh, order it. We still have some in stock, so I'll put a link to that as well. But you can also get it through uh, Chapters, Indigo, or uh, Amazon, or any of those stores. So uh, feel free to look at it. But what was interesting is... Um, I want to uh, thank Scott because he sent me a link to a Nautilus article. Uh, And it talks about how America and Canada and the U.S. are similar in their cancer societies thinking on this, talking about how no sun is ever good. Yet how in Australia, the Australian Cancer Society actually talks about getting safe sun and has changed a lot of their advice to the point where they actually suggest you should spend some time without your shirt clothes, with short sleeves, without a hat on, without sunscreen on, to get your vitamin D. This is a country which essentially led the charge against skin cancer and sun because they have so much of it. And they've seen the evidence, and they're actually this far ahead. And they talk about the difference between different skin types and how light-skinned people... Uh, have to be much more careful, but that dark-skinned people have trouble getting vitamin D. But in North America, people seem to be afraid of being called out as racist if they make those kinds of suggestions that some people with dark skin need more sun. I mean, it, it to me, it makes all the sense in the world when you just think of the basic evolution of it, right? Um, whether you, you think of evolution from a purely scientific standpoint, or if you th- believe in intelligent design that a uh, uh, superior being uh, made us the way we are the people further north have light skin the people near the equator have dark skin not because they tan but now we've mixed ourselves up by traveling but if you look back 
hundreds, thousands of years. That's the differences. So why is it so important that we would have less sun protection if we are so far north? It means that it's it's key to our survival. It's key to our di- to our metabolism and what we need. So of course we need sun, and that's why it's addictive. That's why, you know, the cancer societies say, and the dermatologists can't understand why they can't stop us from going in the sun and getting a tan because it feels so good. We know this. Most naturists know this. The sun on your skin is is incredible. It's awesome. It's 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 one of the best feelings. And um, why? Well, the same reason we love sugar and we love fat and we love salt. These are things originally that we we needed to survive and we had trouble getting it. Of course, in case of sugar and salt, we've refined them and now we can get too much of it. And fat, same thing. And similarly, we've abused the sun. And I'm sure when you abuse the sun, you get skin cancer. I'm sure that's true too. Anything in excess is bad for you. But clearly, sunshine is very important to survival. It, it from an evolution standpoint, it means that because the evidence is that we started out as dark skin, so it means that it was so important when we moved in the northern climates that those of us with dark skin died, and those of us with lighter skin survived longer to procreate and 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 have offspring, who then, if they had lighter skin, survive even more. That's how important the sun is. So I'll put a link in the show notes to uh, this article in Nautilus and to the Australian Cancer Society. So this show is called Weirdos because, well, we're often, at least maybe not to our face, but behind our backs referred to as weirdos. Where are those naked, nude weirdos? Well, I think they're weird. They may be normal in terms of being average, in terms of being like everyone else, but this is not natural. And when you really think about it when you're a naturist, they really seem weird. Their behavior, the textile's behavior, seems weird. What we seem to... What, the way we are as ethical naturists is the normal way. The normal way being the right way, the the natural way, the healthy way. So, with a little help from my friends, here's why we think they're the weirdos. It is just so weird to swim wrapped in cloth. You know, bathing suits, they don't really keep you warm or dry at all. I don't really know why people bother wearing them. They don't really protect you. And let's face it, they don't really hide that much. Quite often, they really just emphasize more of the area they're covering. It's weird that people say their clothes express their individuality, yet are disappointed because they can't all achieve the same socially dictated body shape. It's weird, and it seems unhealthy to keep parts of your skin in a dark, warm, and moist environment. No wonder it smells. It's weird not to be able to use the proper name for some of your body parts. It's weird that it's bad to be nude in front of others, but it's okay you're being nude and you're getting paid for it. 
It's weird to teach children that some parts of their body are bad or naughty bits. I tell you, it's weird that people use clothes to elevate themselves above others. It's weird that walking out your front door as your natural self is a crime in many places. It's weird that people judge others based on the clothes they wear instead of who they are. It's weird that some people are so unfamiliar with what genitals look like that they think they're disgusting. Uh, it's weird that people hide the genitals and they, they are paying to see them on the internet and the sex shops. It's weird that some think that they need others to wear clothing in order to control their own sexual drive. Why is their lack of self-control our problem? What other urges do they think they can't control? It's weird to be ashamed, embarrassed, and offended by your own body. It's weird that people can't be naked with others. Naturists have no problem putting clothes on when necessary. So, there you go. So next time somebody suggests that you're the weirdo because you like to be clothes-free, because you're a naturist, an ethical naturist, you'll be able to tell them why they're the weirdos. Although, you know, frankly, that's it's not a good uh, conversion tactic. But, uh, uh, you know, to, to, to call people names and to insult them that way. But it does, uh, all kidding aside, there's a bit of humor in what we're doing here, but it is a good uh, to understand the strategy. It is a good tactic to try to reverse the situation and explain what uh, what they're doing is the odd one, the unnatural thing to do. Hey, Felicity, how you doing? Hey, hey, Stefan, I'm good. How are you? I am great. Great. It's you know, it's still summer, and it hasn't been the warmest summer, but it's still things are going well at the park, and I just love this time of year. New people, new and all that stuff, and then there's all the weirdos as well, which is the theme of this episode. Right. Yeah, the weirdos, yeah. the clothes. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. They they think we're the weirdos, but you know, when you that's what people tell me when they get used to it. This seems so normal. And the outside world seemed like the ones with the problems. So, like like those people at uh, Terlam at your your uh, club, right? I mean, right, yeah. They're offended by nudity when they're not there, right? Exactly. Huh? Yeah, we're all weirdos for wanting to swim naked without any covering that serves no purpose, and to want to be naked in a hot tub and naked in a hot sauna. And and uh, I guess we're we're the weirdos for that. Yeah, they and they're normal for being bothered by nudity that they can't ever see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So, well, how's that whole battle going? Um, it's it's quieted down, and uh, but we're kind of in the process of restructuring and. Um, because of these issues with the women's business, we actually launched a fundraising campaign a few weeks ago, and uh, we're just looking for the support of the naturist community to help keep our business going. Oh, okay. So what, what's the idea? What are you looking for? 
Well, we are looking for people's support just to keep the business open. And, of course, there's also a lot of renovation that we'd like to do. Um, we want to add more showers. We want to add a wet, uh, what do you call it, um, like a wet sauna. Oh, like a steam sauna kind of thing? Yeah, like, yeah, like a steam sauna. Um, you know, there's the place just has a lot of potential, and it's pretty big, and and of course, we want to add all kinds of great things, but um, right now it's just been tough because summer season's really slow. People aren't even thinking about doing indoor stuff right now. They just want to be at their nudist club, and we just had so much, you know, unexpected costs as you always do with a new business. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah, uh, we've gotten some some good support so far and we have a little over $3,000 and uh, it'll be an ongoing campaign until mid-September. So, um, And basically people get a lot of perks, so basically it's like a chance for people to buy their memberships right now ahead of time while it's still summer and then they don't have to worry about it for the rest of the year. They can come, some of the perks they get free classes, free massage. Nice. Yeah. So, so it's not like you're you're not just looking for donations. You're selling something. Well, it's not really like selling. It's it, you know uh, basically we said it is a donation, and if the services are not available, people have to be okay with that. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but on, it's like a lot of the fun, you know, the Kickstarter kind of campaigns is you're you're selling something in the future, or you're not just asking right. for charity, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, right. It's it's incentive, and uh, you know, it's it's basically investing in a in a future place that can be really great. Good, good. And uh, are you getting a lot of people visiting? Um, you know, we people are sort of surprised that uh, we actually have been getting some people regularly every Sunday, um, and and people definitely care about the place and and they want to see it be open through the fall and the winter. It's not a big crowd, but we've been getting anywhere from like ten to thirty people. Well, you you know, in the summer that's pretty good because in the summer, uh, people tend to go for the beaches or the, the the clubs outside the city where they can you know there's more nature and water and things, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So it has been a little surprising for us, and but we're happy about it, and I think it just shows how busy we're gonna will be once the cold weather comes around. Good. And uh, do you have any uh, pl- events and things planned? Um. Well. We have our next event is going to be at a place called The Ledges in Vermont. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. Um, I've always heard about it. I've always wanted to go, and we decided we wanted to go this summer. We figured we'll make a big trip out of it, and we're going to stay at a place called Abbott's Glen, which is just down the road a few miles away, and camp out there for the weekend. And it's just beautiful, like natural beauty um, and it hasn't been too developed, and it's a reservoir and has this little beachfront on it. It's not like a sand beach, but um, it's just a beautiful area to go swimming. And it's official clothing optional, and it's legal because it's Vermont. Mm-hmm. 
not that people can go running around naked in a town and I try to make people aware of that before they're like, I can go naked anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, it's Vermont that had uh, that case, right, where that was dismissed where the woman was walking around naked down the street. Was that Vermont? Probably. That sounds familiar. Um, I know they actually had the ledges was closed for a short period of time and then they overturned it. Hmm. And um, I've been told that we should definitely not go naked in the town because it's like a sensitive issue. And yeah, we well, weren't trying to. Yeah, we're mean, not trying to, you know, be in people's faces that way. So yeah, yeah, just causing trouble. Okay, good. And you, there was there was a, a body uh, painting day at New York City. I saw you were talking about that. Seemed up pretty awesome. Yeah, just a little over a week ago, we did the first ever New York City body painting day with Andy Golub and another artist who organized named Craig Tracy. And we had thirty, at least thirty artists that flew in from all over the country, and we painted over forty naked people. Wow! Yeah, it was amazing. And where was it? Um, we did. It. We started out doing all the painting in Columbus Circle, uh, right at the entrance to Central Park, and we had a we had a permit from the Parks Department to do it. And as usual, um, Andy had you know cooperation from NYPD, so everything went really well. Um, and then we walked, we marched down to Times Square, uh, and took some photos there, and then we actually took a double decker bus around the city with all the models riding on the upper level and uh, took like probably half an hour ride and all the artists were on the bottom and all of us were on top so we just were cheering and yelling and waving to people and it was awesome. Nice. Now as we heard from the interview that Joshua did with Andy Gola last, uh, in the last episode, um, there's no law or problem and it, it, that's been very clarified but did you get did you get people offended? Did you get any problems from people who thought that wasn't right? No, we really didn't have uh, many problems. Um, for the most part, like people reacted very positively to it. And uh, you see a lot of people who are very like surprised. Like they just they don't even smile. They're just kind of dumbfounded by it. <laughs> you know, they just like don't know what to do. Right. <laughs> but there are others, you know, like break into big smiles once they see us and. Um, people react, and really the bigger, the problem we really have is not so much hecklers as it is people who are, got their big camera and they're very clearly using their big lens to zoom in on certain parts. Oh, really? Yeah. And they were able to come up really close because of the area we were in. We couldn't really like rope off the back side of where we were, so... We just had people like coming right up, and most of them behave. You know, like photographers can be a little difficult when they get in each other's way and they start arguing and stuff. But I mean, people behave. But you know, you just have these quote-unquote photographers taking such photos, and you're like, really? You have to do that? Like, I can see what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I just try to ignore them, but it's a little crazy. Yeah, it's a little difficult. Um... Yeah, it's it's difficult to, you know, to say we're okay uh, and then not have some of that happen. I guess you kind of have to ignore that, but it's a little intrusive because what they're doing is so against what we're about, you know? Yeah, it is. It's disturbing, you know, you think about it, that, you know, like maybe some of them are putting it up online on like where websites and, you know, like people are using it in the wrong way and viewing it in the wrong way, but 
I don't know, you hope that the more you do these kinds of things, the more people can see that, you know, most people got the message of, of body acceptance and art that it was about artistic expression and everything. So, um, so we got, for the most part, a very good reaction from people. Good. I noticed there's a there's quite a few pictures posted on Facebook, and I'm I'm surprised that they're still there. Um, I don't know if Facebook has decided that it's okay if there's paint on top of breasts. Uh, no, I don't think they have. I think all it's going to take is one person to just go and click through and report everything. Yeah. And I've I've been in Facebook jail enough times that I'm like I don't want to do it anymore. So I just don't. No. I let people tag me, but I don't like post anymore. It's just. So if people do want to see pictures of that, is there a place to find it? Yeah, we just have a we have a recap and a photo gallery on our website and it's still on the front page so people can go to yna.me and see photos and we also have the hashtag people can look up and see photos on Twitter and such which is nybpd. And if they want to be involved uh, or help with Terlam, where's that? Um it's it's uh, an Indiegogo, and you'll have to put a link in the bottom because it's kind of a long, it's kind of a convoluted URL. But Is there a link at YNA.me to it? Oh, yeah, yeah, and people will see the article on, on YNA.me also. Awesome. I look forward to hearing more about how that goes. I'm quite late putting this show together. Um, it's been a very busy summer, all for good reasons. But as a result, I have to uh, include this little addendum. Unfortunately, Terlam has been forced to close. Um, I got the news from Felicity and uh, Joshua. Um, you know, they had, uh, I think they had a good idea, but they just couldn't uh, make it work uh, in the time frame they had with the money they had. Um, there was a number of things that were wrong that uh, they weren't aware of when they bought the club and that they just couldn't afford to fix and uh, the summer is not as busy of a time for uh, uh, the health club business because people are tend to go away and be on vacation and don't need to exercise indoors because they can go outdoors so they had to survive through the summer, and unfortunately, they ran out of money. They couldn't do it. So, But I, they, they still think it's a great idea, and they might just be able to do it again. I certainly agree that there's a huge opportunity there. So uh, hopefully, if they can't, somebody else will be able to make it work. You may remember last year we had uh, comedians at Bear Oaks, uh, stand-up comedians, four women and a man came for the first time and did a whole routine, and it was well-received, and I interviewed them on this show. There was a whole podcast on the show about a year ago. And so um, we did it again in, in uh, for the uh, July 1st long weekend for our volleyball tournament. Um, we invited the... Uh, a whole new set, except for, other than the organizer, but was a whole new set of comedians. And one of them, Jess Beaulieu, wrote uh, actually a really good article uh, online about her experience, which I'll post a link to in the show notes. But I also sat down with them after their uh, routine and uh, discussed what it was like. Hi, I'm Leanne Maladin, stand-up comic. We just performed here at Bear Oaks. Hi, I'm Natalie Norman. Uh, I performed at Bear Oaks. Also, can I? Oh, also the co-host of the Crimson Wave. What's that? It's a podcast all about menstruation. <laughs> I'm Kate Davis. I have my own podcast. Woohoo! Called Life's Messy Diary of a Dirty Mom. 
I'm Jess Beaulieu. I am the other co-host of The Crimson Wave, and I performed here tonight as well. Okay, okay, I produce the Mary Janes of Comedy <laughs> show, yeah. which these girls are on, and sometimes they let me on their podcasts, because yeah. I don't have my own. And, and you organized this. You were here last year. Yes, yeah. And last year you had a little trouble finding comedians. How was it this year? I did. Well, I guess word got out how much fun we had last year, and... Uh, and how cool it was, and just how how great the the facilities and, and the people here are. And a lot of uh, comics approached me and said, "Hey, are you doing that show again at the nudist place?" And I'm just like, "Yeah, probably." And uh, yeah, so I mean, Natalie was one of them. She was she was the as soon as she heard about it, she was like, "Oh my god, do you have room?" And I think you even asked me before we came here last yeah, year, yeah. right? She was so into it. So first person I thought of was Natalie. Yeah. So, so is it true, or is she a good marketer? No, I think I, like I really wanted to perform because. No, what I mean was it as good as you thought oh, it was going to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a blast. I'm really sweaty awesome. right now. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You were amazing. You were all amazing. Oh, um, I didn't know about it. Leanne asked me to do it, and I really, honestly, had to think about it because I, I do um, equate nudity with sexuality for yeah, sure. Yeah, and I'm not. Um, I'm not in my head what I want to look like. Um, so I definitely have like, you know, like body issues for sure. And I definitely feel like I'm out so out of my element that I had to do it. Mm. Right. So it was, um, it was interesting because everyone's, everyone asked me, are you getting paid like thousands uh-huh. right, to be naked? And I'm like, no, I, I'm, it's, it's for me. You know, yeah. and, and right. for something for me to experience. So it was a, it was a really an interesting night. Well, yeah, that's what I was trying to explain to another comment. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, like, we're not getting paid to be naked. We're getting paid to tell jokes, and it just happens to be at a nude facility. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but that's where people go right away. They're like, oh, well, if people want me yeah. to be naked on stage, I'd need a lot of money. It's like, well, that's really like a, a side thing, right? Yeah. We're not like, getting paid for the nudity. That's just like yeah, the absolutely. outfit we're wearing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, somebody once told me and said, well, you know, you're naked all the time, so like, you could be a stripper. I said, no, actually, I couldn't. That's totally. Yeah different yeah. and right. I in fact I would be harder for me to do that because yeah. that would go against everything I believed in so yeah. you know it's just like just because you've slept somebody it doesn't mean you can be a prostitute I mean those are all different yeah. those Absolutely. are different concepts so um, right. can I ask you a weird question sure <laughs> um, well because the audience was so white it didn't seem very multicultural to me yeah um, is, is that like generally like is it just because I find like um African-Americans and stuff are so confident with their bodies. I actually thought they'd be totally into being nude and being... It's just interesting. There there were no Chinese people here. There were no... uh, I didn't see any black people here. Maybe it's just the night where we came on. I don't know, but I'm just wondering. Well, well, given the population of Toronto, I would say minorities are definitely underrepresented. Uh, yeah. In fact, I did a podcast about that, and it's, a, it's oh, an interesting, interesting question. You know, traditionally, naturism was started by uh, people from Europe, from Germany, and places oh, where it started. Okay. But in new and in today, new people, I'm not sure why. Uh, I've been told that in, the, in Asian cultures, body shame is way stronger yeah. than others, so that's hard. But there are some. There are some that come 
come. I, I know a few, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of people of African Americans, uh, mm-hmm. but there are a few that come. But definitely, definitely underrepresented. But there's no reason that yeah. they shouldn't come or yeah. that they shouldn't feel welcome. Yeah, I just found it interesting. Yeah, it, uh, the challenge I have honestly is portraying them in uh, my marketing material because it's hard enough to get anybody to pose naked, yeah. and since there's not a lot of people here. Um, it's kind of hard to represent them properly. Yeah, yeah, but if you look at the cartoon things that we've done, right. I've tried very hard there to be representative yeah. because there we can draw anything yeah. we want. So that's a good well, question. I have to say, it's, um, it's a great facility. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, it is. It really is. And it's clean. Delightful. Yeah. <laughs> it's clean. Yeah. yeah. Everyone sits on towels, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. And what was it like performing? Oh my! Uh, <laughs> I, I'm picking on you, Jess, because you went up first. Because I went up, and I feel like I had the most di- not difficulty with it, but I was the most affected by it in my performance. I it was charming. Yes, did, I, I did you thought it was charming? I did. Wasn't I was surprised by how affected I was because I was kind of acting cool beforehand. And I was like, "Oh, it'll be fine." And then I got up there, and I was like, "Oh my god, everyone is naked, and I'm naked." Yeah. And there are these bright lights. There's so many things going on in your head as a stand-up comedian, as it is, like trying to remember your jokes and the rhythm of everything and you're like I'm naked they're naked there are children who are naked is there like listening as well it just was a lot it was a lot it was and intense. then I started sweating and yeah, I'm and like it was so oh, hot now sweat's gonna go in my yeah. stomach and in between my legs it's gonna look yeah. gross and every time I moved everything yeah. jiggled like it was uh, I yeah. didn't feel that way at all you didn't feel I was more worried about my jokes going over than actually being nude like it just felt like a regular comedy show and it was the same anxiety like once everyone's naked you everyone's on the same playing field. It's the same as everyone yeah. being dressed. So what does it matter? It's, you still got to perform. You still got to do your jokes. So I was like, oh, my God, what if these jokes don't work per usual before I perform? So, yeah. So, Ed, so what was the audience like? How would you compare to other places you've been or performed? They were exactly the same. Yeah. I'd say yeah. generally. Yeah. Generally, exactly, exactly the same. Except you had yeah. young people. Like yeah. children, like yeah. not young people. No, but yeah, children. I'd say like generally the age, like for the audience I perform at, is a bit older, maybe yeah. for yeah. for at least uh, like Natalie and I, maybe. Like I know, I feel like you guys do a little bit more like clubby. I don't know, you know like <laughs> stuff like the, the. I don't know, you know what I mean? Like the, I feel. Do you find that K like the club audiences are younger, older, older? It just depends on the night, right? I find like I find the Sunday crowd is pretty younger because mm-hmm. a lot of the older crowd has to work. Yeah, right. But right. Uh, Saturday late show is younger, right. but the early show is older. Right, right. So I, I, I think it definitely depends on. Uh, right, Yeah, where it is, but definitely like Among the tall. hipster crowd or yeah, the the downtown, the downtown core are definitely younger, but yeah. they're not children. No, they're not children. They're, yeah, they're yeah. more like in their twenties, thirties, sort of. Most of the places that we perform no at are over 19. Yeah. 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 Liquor yeah. licensed places that are over 19. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing like that I would say about this place. Like the audience was like really into the show, like right from the start, ready for the yeah. show. But what I noticed is like, um, like there aren't people walking around wasted and stuff. Like they've had like yeah. a whole volleyball tournament day and a yeah. comedy show and karaoke. And like, I didn't see anybody being like sloppy drunk, which yeah. would really like gross me out at this kind of place. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Right? Oh, very respectful. Yeah. I feel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank Everybody's you so much so for having cool. us. Yeah. No, it was, it was a lot of fun. And I, you know, just for the record, we gave all the parents plenty of warning before you guys yeah, performed. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. some parents just choose to expose their children to life and then explain it later. 
It's just too yeah, much for it's me. It's hard because you can. And then during my set, that one girl walked out and she looked so upset the whole time I was speaking. Oh, and I was no. like, oh goodness, what am I doing there? She ended up upset for some other reason. Maybe. Or maybe yeah, she hated absolutely. Me. But like, you're my periods. Maybe she just got her first period and she's having a hard time dealing with it. You don't know. Yeah. stuck inside me. I don't know. You know, who knows? But yeah, it's different. I would definitely. Now, are you allowed to do day trips here? Sure, like absolutely. Yeah. So maybe we'll see you again. Yeah. That'll be great. Maybe we'll all come back for a reunion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, a reunion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it sounds like Leanne's got a list, so you can't, don't get to perform again. Well, that, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, you know what? It, and if it's the same people, nor unless you have, a, like, another hour, you yeah. shouldn't. Yeah, like, there were a lot of, uh, like... Repeat. It was, like, probably a third of the audience saw last year's show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it's yeah. nice to bring different people back. And that but you could definitely do this as, like, maybe a beginning of the season, the end of the season. And oh, have yeah. Leanne yeah. bring up other comics yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. And I can, yeah, and, and uh, yeah, like, I can mix it up. Yeah, or I can MC or whatever. Well, you guys all had very different from materials from the last time. It was a very different yeah, performance. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. it's totally different. If, if you had done it the day after the last one, it would have been totally different. So it would have oh, been right. fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. we're all different comics, I guess, yeah, in which the is last good. group. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Thanks so much. So I, I just have one question. Mm-hmm. How can you do a podcast about periods? Oh my god! Like and how can how, not do but how, how how many episodes can you possibly done, discuss? We are on to our twenty first episode. Wow. Every week we have a different guest come and tell us their experience of of going through menstruation. I'm on this what, week. I'll be on this week. <laughs> what they're what they're doing? So no guys, eh? We've had men on, yeah. and they tell stories of their experiences with sleeping with women, or like what it was like growing up in a house with all women. And it's we've had couples, we've had. Um, homosexual couples we've had hetero couples we try to keep it open as possible and it's exciting and it's always different because some people come on and tell a really sad like passionate story some people can come on and tell like a really ridiculous story so it's always different is it comedy it's meant to be comedy yeah it's mostly comedy yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a lot of comedy in menstruation <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I, I, I guess why, I don't know. I don't know why people get so uncomfortable he talking. I don't want to put my clothes yeah. on to get in the car now. Oh, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just drive like this? <laughs> well, thank you all for coming. It was awesome having you. Thank so you we, so much. Thank we you. hope to see you again. Totally. Yeah. Thank, thank, you. You. thank you. Thank you. Well, that's going to be all for this episode of The Naturist Living Show. Thank you, as always, for listening. And my name is Stéphane Deschaines, and I am your host for this podcast, and I'm the owner of Baroque's Family Naturist Park. And you can find links to all the things I mentioned in this show in the notes on the website at naturistliving, one word, dot, Baroque's, B-A-R-E, of course, because we're all bear, baroques.ca. This show is brought to you close free from East Gwillimberry, Ontario, and I hope you can listen in the same fashion. Unless, of course, you're at work or on a bus or in public or something listening on your iPod. But uh, otherwise, I hope you uh, get yourself comfortable when you're listening. So keep sending uh, comments and suggestions. Uh, love getting them. Uh, would love to get more of the audio comments that I can put on the show um, in the, in the, if you want to do that, it's very easy. You can 
try it, you can record it, you can listen to it, you can erase it again, you can redo it as many times as you want. All you have to do is, uh, if you have Skype, go to Baroaks, one word, B-A-R-E-O-A-K-S. That puts you into the main phone system for Baroaks Family Nature Spark, and then just dial extension 333. And that'll take you directly to the comment line for the Nature's Living Show. Or using a plain old-fashioned telephone, you can dial uh, country code 1, air code 905 Four seven three six zero six zero, and once again, you are in the main phone system and for Bear Oaks, and just dial extension three 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 for the comment line. But you can also send me an email. I always love reading all your comments. I read them all. I try to respond to as many as possible. Most of them, I think, I did get a chance to respond. Uh, the show's email address is naturistliving one word at Bear Oaks B A R E, of course, bearoaks.ca. Join us again in about a month for the next episode of The Naturist Living Show. This episode of The Naturist Living Show was brought to you by Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. Traditional naturist values in a modern setting. Traditional values means that naturism is more than just taking your clothes off. It is a life philosophy with physical, psychological, environmental, social, and moral benefits. Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park strives to promote those naturist values in a modern setting that provides the amenities and services that our members and visitors expect. Free your body, free your mind. Learn more at www.bearoaks.ca.